You're listening to the Goddess Talk Podcast, where we have real conversations about all things spirituality, self-development, women's empowerment, conscious entrepreneurship, and more. This podcast was designed to inspire women to reclaim their power, come into alignment with their soul's purpose, and create their best possible lives. Thank you so much for tuning in, and let's get into today's episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Goddess Talk podcast. Exciting things are happening today because today is episode 10 of the podcast. I know it's crazy. Officially, we've hit 10 episodes. I'm really excited about this and I'm so grateful for all of you who've been listening, who have been giving me feedback, telling me that you're enjoying the episodes, sending in topic requests guest speaker requests or suggestions um, who've been reading and reviewing, sharing the podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you so deeply. And I wanted to do a little celebration in honor of hitting 10 episodes. So I decided I'm going to be running a giveaway to celebrate hitting 10 episodes. And this giveaway is extra special because everybody who participates in this giveaway will win. So basically, the giveaway is going to be rewarding people who rate and review the podcast. Unfortunately, this is only available to people who have iPhones. It's not available on anything other than Apple Podcasts. So I just want to make that disclaimer before we get too much deeper into this so it is only available for people with iphones but basically i'm going to be rewarding people who rate and review the podcast so starting today between now and this time next week if you give the podcast a rating and a review send me a screenshot of your rating and review and then dm it to me on my instagram it is at I am Kristen Lynch. It will be linked in the show notes for you. Send me a screenshot of your submission. Your DM will be your official submission into the giveaway. And then also you must be subscribed to the podcast as well for your submission to be valid. So subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it, and then DM me on Instagram with your screenshot of your rating and review so I know that you are entered That will be your official submission. My Instagram is in the show notes. And then everybody who does this will be winning a little ritual kit that I'm going to put together for you guys. So in the ritual kit, you will be getting a little sage smudge stick, a little Palo Santo, and I will be picking out a crystal specifically for you. So after I get your submission, I will feel into it. I will go to my favorite crystal shop and pick out a crystal that I feel you will resonate with. Okay, so everybody will win. Thank you so much in advance for participating. I'm really excited to be able to gift you guys these little ritual kits to support your daily practice. And yeah, that is the giveaway. So I hope that you guys all do that. You might as well. It will automatically get you a little gift and also your ratings and reviews really help me out. They help me to be able to spread my message in a bigger way, to be able to grow this podcast so ultimately I can reach 
all of the women that need to find my work. So I really appreciate all of you so much. Thank you for being me with me for the first 10 episodes and looking forward to all the episodes that are coming, all of the guests, all of the things that are in the near future. Okay, on to today's episode. Today we have Brittany Scala of Body Talk with B on the show. Brittany is an embodiment guide and Reiki healer, and she's just such a ray of light. It was such a pleasure to talk to her. We also have a lot in common and just overall really similar backgrounds, which you'll notice right away as you listen. Um, so it was just really cool to be able to connect with her and hear more about her story and what she does. So in this episode, we talk about seeing yourself beyond appearance and the power of prioritizing how you feel versus how you look and how making that shift can open up so much in your life. We also talk about how to give yourself permission to break the rules in your life and even in your business and how this can actually lead to you still seeing results, but seeing results doing what feels good even when it's different than what you've been told to do and then also in this episode we added a new segment that i will be incorporating from time to time where we answer listener questions so we tried it out in this episode it seems like it's going to be a hit so stick around towards the end of this episode for that and yeah that is all i have for you you guys are gonna love Brittany. let's get started Welcome back to the Goddess Talk podcast. We're here today with Brittany Scala. Brittany is the creator of Body Talk with B, an embodiment guide and Reiki healer, here to help you connect to your body in order to stop obsessing over how you look and start focusing on how you feel. I'm so excited for this conversation. Welcome to the show, Brittany. Hi, thank you for having me on. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Amazing. I'm so happy as well. So I always start off the show with some little warm-up questions to get the ball rolling. Oh, okay. So the first one I have for you is, what is your daily practice, if you have one, or just tell me some of your favorite rituals that you do? Mm. Okay, so this is kind of an interesting question for me to get specifically today because my daily practice, and I'm about to go on this long-winded thing. I know these are supposed to be like warm-up questions. But my daily practice used to be I would wake up in the morning, I would make myself a cup of tea, I would sit down, I would normally incorporate stretching or yoga in with some journaling and pulling a tarot card for myself. And that always was in a different pattern. It always looked a little bit different, but it kind of had those main components to it. But then, like a month and a half ago, I got a puppy. (laughs) And my morning routine was no more. And this morning was actually the first time in a really long time that I stretched and I did yoga and I read a little bit. And I feel like I am finally at this point where I'm finding my balance again and falling back into my routine. So for the past month and a half, I've been very much so out of routine and not having a routine. And it felt so good this morning to like start incorporating some of that back. So it's been shifting and changing. (laughs) Yeah. But I think it's good to be shifting and changing. Like sometimes if you get Mm -hmm. stuck in the same pattern, you can kind of 
get in a funk that way too, or hold yourself back That's that true. way too. So it's nice yeah. to be fluid with it and flexible day by day and month by month mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I feel you. What is the best place you've traveled to? Oh, Hawaii. Oh, Hawaii. The best place I've traveled to? 100% Hawaii. And I feel like I haven't traveled a ton, but Hawaii felt, I felt like I belonged there. Mm. Yeah. Everything about being in Hawaii felt magical. What part of Hawaii were you in? I was on the big island. Okay. Up on the like um, northwest coast. I can't remember what that coast is called. Yeah. I, yeah. Somebody, somebody else that's been on the show said Hawaii. And I've just heard so many people say like, there's such a crazy spiritual energy in mm-hmm. Hawaii. I just feel so mm-hmm. connected there. And there's just something about it that's very healing. Mm-hmm. So I, I also feel very drawn to go there. I'd love to you experience need that. to go. It's amazing. It's so amazing. Yeah. Beautiful. What is something that you really love about yourself? Something that I really love about myself is my authenticity. I feel like for the entirety of my life, I have never had a moment where I wasn't authentic to myself. I feel like that's something that has come very naturally to me. Even as a child, I was always that person who wasn't like conforming to what other people were doing and kind of stood my ground in what I believed and what I thought was right or not right. And so I think my authenticity is something that I'm really proud of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so powerful too. Like somebody that is like you that is doing their own work or has their own business to be able to have that quality. It's something that either you have to have or you have to figure out and find Mm. if you're going to be doing work like you are. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. Thank you. Okay. Last one I have for you is what in your life right now or in your work right now or in something that you're creating right now, are you most excited about? Mm, what am I most excited about? Hmm, that's a really good question. Honestly, I feel like the thing that I'm most excited about that I've been doing recently are holding group meditations. So I've been doing a lot of group work and sitting down with maybe even five women, like five to ten women, and holding space for them and guiding them through a meditation. And that has been something that I think has been like mutually beneficial and healing. There's something about sitting in a room with people physically because I work a lot with people online and I may never even physically be in the same space as a client of mine. So there's something really special about sitting in the room with a group of women because I, I've worked with all women or um, female identifying people and there's just something about sitting with them and all like focusing on the same thing or bringing aware attention to ourselves in a similar way at the same time there's something so powerful about it and I feel like I've been learning a lot about myself and the ways that I like to guide people towards healing and doing that and I feel like I've also gotten really great reactions from people 
like a really great response from people who come to these meditations and even people who have never meditated before. And I've, they've been a part of a group that I've guided and their response is like, wow, I had no idea I could feel that way or that that's what meditation could do for me. Or I had no idea that's what it felt like to just become aware of the present moment. So it's been really cool. It's been a learning experience. And I definitely think that's what I'm most excited about is getting in a space with people and Mm -hmm. guiding them through an experience. Yeah, the in-person energy. I feel like so many people that I've had on the show have said something similar to that, like just getting Mm. people together in person. Of Mm. course, online, you can still have amazing connections and have amazing transformation, but there's Mm -hmm. nothing like bringing a group of women together or people together in general and sharing energy in in a space physically. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. It's special. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It doesn't get better than that. Okay. So I want to hear a little bit more about you from you. So will you just tell us a little bit more about who you Mm. are, what you're into, what you do now, and Mm. maybe a little bit as well of like how you got to where you are today or how you got into the work that you're doing? Yeah, for sure. All right. So my name is Brittany and my business is called Body Talk with B. And my goal in life and business is to help people to stop focusing so much on appearance and body image and to start focusing on how we feel and how we're doing internally. And so like you said, I'm an embodiment guide. And what I mean by embodiment is I'm helping people to get into their bodies, right? We're talking about bodies in two different ways. I'm talking about body in the way of body image, as in let's not focus on body image. And then I'm talking about body as in embodiment, getting into our bodies internally, connecting mind and body, and really strengthening the connection that we have with ourselves. And so I I started this business, I'm so bad with timelines, so maybe a year and a half ago now. And I, I have my bachelor's degree in dance and I growing up probably around the age of 15 really fell into my anxiety and I became very focused and obsessed with body image and I danced growing up and being in the dance world, it can be a really difficult place to have healthy body image in. And so I went to college. I got my bachelor's degree in dance and I spent so much time. And we talked about, you were on my podcast and we talked Mm -hmm. about how you're a dancer too. And we had, I feel like we had um, some similar experiences, but as a dancer, I already kind of leaned towards having um, mental illness, anxiety, depression, self-harm, disordered eating and being in the dance world just magnified it for me. Mm -hmm. I don't think everyone in the dance world has these issues, but I think it's highly likely if you are in this world of dance that you're going to lean that way, especially if you're already leaning that way. It's just going to pull you right down. So Mm -hmm. my disordered eating became severe. My depression became severe and I just became very mentally and physically ill. 
And so I graduated from college and I just became so depressed and long, very long story short, I eventually found help with the aid of my mom and I started going to therapy, started seeing a naturopathic doctor, and I started to really work on myself and learn some self-healing techniques. So I started researching about chakras and energy and learning about what really is going on with me. Why do I feel so um, out of whack and unbalanced? And I started reading tons of books about self-healing and I eventually became healthier and happier and I grew up and out of my mental illness. And at that point, I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do with my life? What is it that I am going to do? And I knew I wanted to help people. And so I didn't know how I was supposed to be helping people. I didn't know the best way for me to help people. I I decided, you know, I'm going to become a massage therapist. I felt like massage therapy was always very beneficial for me when I had anxiety and depression. Getting a massage always helped me to feel so much better. So I thought, okay, I'll go to school for therapeutic massage. Went to school for about a year and a half, became a massage therapist, realized, okay, this is not the place that I'm meant to be at. I'm not meant to be in a room with a singular person constantly. Like, Mm -hmm. I just... Everything about massage therapy was like close to where I wanted to be, but not exactly there. And it was really hard on my body, which was something I had worked for so long to to treat my body with love and kindness. And here I was with a job that literally was destroying my hands. So I was kind of like went back to the drawing board and I thought, if you could do anything, what would you do? And I was like, it would be great to be able to just talk with women on and have a platform where I could share my experience and use that to help people. So I started my Instagram page, which is Body Talk with B. And from there, that turned into a business where I was taking on clients. And I started by sharing my story. And then it turned into this beautiful, amazing thing that it is now where I've taken everything I had done to heal myself. And I kind of really researched and tried to understand truly what it was that I did to help myself. And I turned that into what my platform now is, which is really helping people to balance their energy, to strengthen the mind-body connection, and to come home to themselves and reconnect so that they can give themselves like what they need and what they want so that they can be connected and live happier, healthier lives and to not be so obsessed and so distraught over their physical appearance. Mm -hmm. Ah, Does that make sense? (laughs) I feel like I just went and went and went. It makes so (laughs) much sense. I'm so happy that you did because you painted the picture of how every experience in your life has truly led you to what you're doing today. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even though I'm sure at the time going through that, it felt confusing. It felt like, why is this happening? Why do I have to be here? But mm-hmm. now as you look back, it all probably makes so much sense. Oh, completely. As how now you're set up so perfectly to help the women that you're helping. So I'm mm-hmm. so glad you did walk us through it. Thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> you're welcome. 
And yeah, it's so interesting. Um, Brittany and I do have so much in common in our stories and it is so true that already having like some of the personality traits or some of the um, tendencies towards anxiety or mm-hmm. low, low self-worth or um, questioning your appearance and then mm-hmm. com- blending that in with the dance experience where there's so much messaging around like having this figure to not only look better on stage, but also perform better to look more like your teammates. Like there's so much going on in dance Mm -hmm. that can really put us in such a vulnerable place and and really increase the likelihood that disordered eating, eating disorder, overtraining, overexercising is going to happen. And, um, I just, I resonate so much with that. And that's a big part of my story. And I guess I'm wondering, was there a point that you could pinpoint in your experience where things shifted so that you could start to see your worth beyond your body and appearance? And were you able to do that like while you were still in dance or did it require that you took yourself out of that environment? Ooh, I just got chills when you asked me that. Ooh, so when I look back on that time of my life, sometimes it's really hard to fully remember the timeline of things because this was maybe six or seven years ago for me when I really started healing. But a few things I know for sure is one, I stopped dancing completely. I took myself out of that world. I physically was struggling to dance and move my body because I was so deficient in so many things. I was having a lot of physical health issues along with the mental health. And But physically and mentally, it wasn't even a question for myself. I had to stop. So I completely stopped dancing. And I think that at first, my first few steps for healing One was to get a therapist that I connected with. I did that. And then I got a naturopathic doctor to help me with the physical side of things. So I kind of had, I had my counselor helping me with the mental health. I had my naturopathic doctor helping me with the physical health. And that was so intensive that that took a lot of my focus for a while. Like I, I think that, you know, our physical and mental health are so connected. Like. I am not very researched on these things, but I know specifically like when we're lacking in certain vitamins, we're depressed because like our mind and our gut, like brain and gut health are so connected. And so I knew physically I really needed to work on that. So I put all of my focus on that for a while and eventually physically I started feeling better and I started being able to eat food without my stomach becoming distended. And, um, you know, my hair had been falling out and eventually my hair got a little bit stronger and I started smiling more. And there was a point in my life where I could barely even go outside without having a panic attack. And I started being able to venture out and take trips to the grocery store and kind of incrementally, I started healing in this way. And it was like, I had to get over this hump or this point of of health in some sort of way to 
be able to kind of come home to myself. It's like I was still so separated from myself at this beginning start of healing because I had so much work to do. And, you know, that can be something that's really scary and really overwhelming when you think about like where you're at and where you want to be. That can feel like, like impossible. I think for a lot of people that feels impossible, like how could I ever be, someone may look at me and think, how could I ever be where she's at right now? Like I'm so low and down and I'm, I'm so sick. And so I think at the start, I had to sort of just like focus on what these healers were telling me to do and what this naturopathic doctor was having me do. And once I like got over this hump, I suddenly was able to be like, oh, I'm feeling a little bit lighter. Let me start reading these books and checking in with myself. And I think once I was at that point, and I don't know how much time that took, maybe four to six months of really focusing on like physical health and just getting myself to be able to walk outside of my house. After four to six months of that, I suddenly started reading all these books and kind of realizing that I am a person with like spirit inside of me and my own feelings and thoughts. And hey, Brittany, how are you feeling? Like, whoa, that was some crazy shit we went through the past couple of years. Like, wow, hi, hello, we haven't talked in so long. What's going on, Brittany? How are you feeling? Like, what is feeling unbalanced for you now? What can I do? Like, how could I treat myself better? And so it, from there, it kind of grew and I started leaning into myself and really doing that self-healing and, and the work that I needed to do to reconnect with myself. And eventually it brought me back to dance. And I don't remember how long it took, but I do literally remember the first moment I danced and I was asked to come to this art show that was like a gallery where people were walking around and looking at different types of art and they wanted to have these taped off squares and they wanted dancers to be inside the squares um, and moving, improving throughout the art show. And I was asked to come be one of those dancers. And I will never forget. I like almost feel like I'm going to cry telling you about it, but I will never forget the way it felt after not dancing for so long and doing all of this work on myself. And dance and I had a strange relationship because I connected it so much so with being unhealthy. And I connected it so much with body image struggles and disordered eating. And and I will just never forget like stepping into one of those taped boxes. And I had a lot of anxiety in that moment because I was nervous. There were going to be people walking around staring at me. But there was music, live music, going and I'll just never forget the way it felt to just kind of close my eyes and move and one of my sisters was there just kind of as a support and she stood next to me the whole time and I just kind of danced for myself and I didn't care at all what I looked like or what other people were thinking about me and I just remember smiling and having literally the time of my life like I think that's one of the happiest moments I've ever had in my life was being in that box and moving however I wanted to move and not caring at all what it looked like or what people were thinking it was a powerful moment (laughs) 
Wow. I am getting chills listening to you tell this story because <laughs> I, so I feel like for me, I also had to remove myself from dance because dance just became in a way at the time in my life, it became a source of toxicity. And it was like you said, it was mm-hmm. associated with mm-hmm. where so much pain was coming from for me. So yeah. I also had to remove myself from that setting. And for me, I still haven't gone back to dance in an organized setting, but I had uh-huh. a similar experience when I found yoga because I was, it was kind of like dance in the sense that there was music and there was movement and I could move my body however I wanted to. But the difference was I could move my body however I wanted to. It could be intuitive mm-hmm. and I could there weren't mirrors, like the lights were low. It was truly just me and my body and my breath Mm -hmm. versus Mm -hmm. like me on a stage being watched with judges like in front of me or whatever it may be. Um, Or now it's like dancing in my apartment with the music up, like just by me. And so I've been able to find ways to move that make me feel good and really nourish me while still bringing in the components of dance that were really special and sacred to me and allowed Mm. me to dress and be creative. And so- I think for some of us, there is a point where maybe we can go back to dance and have a positive experience. Mm -hmm. But if that's not possible, we can find other ways, like uh, other ways to move your body, other ways to express yourself creatively Mm -hmm. that are going to nurture you instead of deplete you or harm you. Totally. And I think too, for myself, it all started with improvisation and dancing in a way where I was literally moving how my body wanted to move. And eventually I found a community in my city. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I found community here where the movement isn't so much so about what the dancer looks like. Mm -hmm. The movement really is about like the heart of what the dance piece is and about what the dancer is giving to the movement. And I found a group of women who are all different shapes and sizes and have different ideals and values and and it's not comp- and there's nothing wrong with competition dance but for me that like I needed an environment for dance that was much more lax and comfortable and um a little more inclusive and I am so thankful that I found that in my city and so I think too there's so many different worlds of dance and as someone who and I'm sure you feel the same way, like movement is like in our hearts, Mm -hmm. like we need to move. And so I think it's just finding the space that you're safe to move in. Yeah, completely. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's so incredible when you can find that space and develop such a positive, loving, nurturing relationship with movement. Mm. It's very, very wow. special. Like, wow, how much that mm-hmm. can open up for us in our lives is mm-hmm. incredible. Like just this morning, I was moving through something kind of intense and heavy that was like lingering from the weekend. And I was like, I just need to move this energy. So I was like dancing around my apartment, just releasing so Love much it. moving and letting it feel so good. And I felt such a significant shift in my energy. It's crazy. Yeah. And like, so, it. so connected to myself, so connected to spirit. It's really beautiful what movement mm-hmm. do. It's so true. And I have a moment or a day where I feel like crap. And like one of those days where you just feel heavy and all you want to do is lay on the couch. Sometimes I go to Pandora, I put on, I put on my twerk radio and I play that station 
<laughs> and I just like go for it. My dogs look at me like I'm insane. And I just like bounce around and jump. And maybe it's for one song or maybe it's for five songs. But that never once has music and movement failed to make me feel better. Mm-hmm. And somebody was just on here telling me that twerking can heal your sacral chakra. So yes! if all else fails, <laughs> you're opening so and, and healing your sacral That's chakra. That's true. Get those, get those uh, that sacral chakra flowing and spinning in the right direction. That's such yeah. a good point. I mean, moving like different areas of our bodies affects the chakras in different ways, 100%. And so, oh gosh, yes, I love, I love moving my body and twerking and shaking my hips Mm -hmm. or even just swaying side to side. Mm -hmm. Feels so, so good. Couldn't agree with you more. It's the best. (laughs) So I want to ask you as well about some so as i'm sure you know obsessing or devoting energy to how we look takes mm-hmm. a lot of energy it takes a lot of time it's very draining it's very distracting mm-hmm. it's all encompassing like it seeps into mm-hmm. every part of our life mm-hmm. and in my experience and in so many women that i've talked to mm-hmm. in the experience of so many women i've talked to i have seen how putting so much energy into the way we look can really distract us from like our power, from showing up fully in our lives, from doing the work Mm -hmm. that we're really meant to do, from realizing our full potential. Mm -hmm. And so I would kind of love to hear like your experience with this and how being able to shift away from how you look and move towards how you feel has really allowed you to step into your power and do the work you're meant to do and never look back and just receive so much more fully in your life than before. Mm, yeah, I mean, it it's life-changing. It is completely life-changing. Sometimes I look back on who I was and what I used to think about and what my days were filled with five, six, seven years ago. And sometimes I just don't even recognize that person. And I can't believe that's who I used to be. And, and then I think about how I am now and I'm like, oh my gosh, my life is so full and beautiful. And for me, it was exactly what you just said. Stepping away from appearance and beginning to focus on how I feel internally was really done through connection with myself. And there's so many little things that go into that. Like when I work with clients, there's so many little things we have to start to do to start moving away. And there's so many different factors that go into why we are so obsessed with the way that we look. And I think part of healing has to do with understanding how we got to where we are. Like, why is it that I'm so afraid to wear short sleeve? short shirt and expose my arms. Like what am I afraid is going to happen? Like what are my fears surrounding this situation? And why do I have these fears? Where do they come from? So there's so many different factors that go into all of that. I could talk for like days on it, but for myself and what a lot of my work and my guidance is based out of is the connection between mind and body and how you strengthen that. A major way we strengthen that is through meditation, 
taking quiet moments for ourselves and literally talking to ourselves and asking if we're okay and what do we need. And so I, when I was healing, I, I, I told you I began um, learning about chakras and energy work and started reading. Have you ever read the book, The Untethered Soul? Mm-mm, but I've heard mm. so many people talk about it. Okay. Well, everyone listening plus you needs to go read it. And I read that book. And the basis of that book is ex- trying to get you to understand and explaining to you how the voice in your head is not actually you. You are the thing, the entity, the energy that is hearing that voice. So when you hear your thoughts and sometimes they're mostly negative or maybe they're positive, whatever they are, you have these thoughts in your head and we think that's who we are. Like we're tearing ourselves down and we have so much negative self-talk happening and we think that's who we are and that all of those thoughts are true. And when we can begin to recognize like, oh, when I think to myself, oh, why did I say that the other day to that person? That was so embarrassing. I sounded so stupid. Like, I'm so embarrassed by the way I acted and what I said. I wish I could go back in time and rewrite that situation. When we like are saying like the stream of insults to ourselves, we just have that happen. And then we move on with our day. Instead of stopping and being like, hold up, hold up. That little ego voice that's talking right now, I don't need to listen to you. I actually don't agree with what you're saying. I know it's okay. Whatever it is that I said or whatever I did that was something that you find embarrassing, I'm going to move forward from this. I know that I'm a beautiful, safe, great person, and we can move forward. And so that book helped me to really begin to disconnect from my ego and that voice inside my head and to connect with who I truly am and to really connect my mind and body in a healthy way that allows me to do, think, and be what's best for me. And so once that happens, it's kind of shocking when you start realizing, it starts slowly and you start catching yourself. Like something I work on with clients is literally how to move through a moment when you're embarrassed by a part of your body, or maybe you put your pants on and they were tight and you start panicking and spiraling, right? I know for me, that's something that used to trigger me is if I like put on a piece of clothing that felt tight, it really triggered anxiety and panic inside of me. And so how do, how do we stop and pause and reconnect with ourselves? And once you begin to do that, you begin to really meet your true self and realize who you truly are. And you can begin to ask yourself questions like, what is it that actually, like, what do I want to do today? Or movement wise, like, I feel like I need to move right now. Society's telling me the best ways to do this are to go to the gym and lift weights, to run, to swim, all of these different things. But what do I actually want to do? What will feel good for me? Instead of listening to that article I read yesterday that says the best thing to do is interval training, would that feel mm-hmm. good for me? If it does, great. I'm going to go do it. But if it doesn't, what actually will feel good in my body? Maybe it's yoga. Maybe it's laying on the floor for five m- minutes and not moving anything. Like what it is, mm-hmm. what is it that my body needs? And so 
you start shifting into that place and a whole world opens up because you start filling your days with things that fuel your body and your mind instead of doing things that take your energy away. And that in and of itself is life-changing. And I feel more so myself than I ever have in my life. But then again, it's like I'm a whole different person than who I used to be. It's very interesting, but also it's just this thing of I'm doing things that I love and I'm actually I'm eating things and moving in a way and talking to people that fuel me and light me up. And I'm living my life in a way that lights me up. And there's so much room for growth in that. When we're listening to the outside world and doing all of these things that we don't want to be doing, there's nowhere to go but down because you're being drugged down. You're not listening to yourself and doing what you need. We are all individuals. We all need something different. Some of us are similar to others, but what one person needs is not what another needs. And so we really need to start asking ourselves how we feel and what it is that actually feels good for us. And it's so energizing. Like my life has turned into this thing where I do things because they feel good, not because I think I have to. It's opened up a world. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh so, sorry, I went on a tangent. <laughs> no, I hear, I hear you so deeply. It's like trusting the way that your body feels versus the thoughts that you think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And learning to trust feelings over thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I want to say too, like for people that are listening, because this is definitely a process. Like this is something that I almost have to remind Such myself of on a daily basis because the mm-hmm. thoughts are can be so mm-hmm. persistent. And something that I think can be really helpful is kind of giving yourself like the opportunity to experiment with it. So start small, start with where you already feel a little Mm -hmm. bit safer or a little bit more comfortable and listen to your body. It can be, maybe you start with everyday stuff. Like what do I want to eat right now? When you listen to your body versus your Mm -hmm. thoughts and you start there and you notice how good you feel. And that gives you proof that it works. And then you can start with, what do I want to work on today? Or what would make me feel good today? Or who do I want to reach out to today? What friend should I call today? Whatever it is, Mm -hmm. listen to your body versus your thoughts and build up this huge faith that this works. And that as you lean into these good feelings, you create more of those. You create more people that make you feel good, more situations that make you feel good. Just like you're describing, Brittany, like your whole world has opened up, your whole life has opened up. It looks Mm -hmm. completely different than it used to because you're creating a ripple of good feeling emotions, good feelings rather than bad feeling thoughts, like how it was before. Mm -hmm. And it's so my experience too. I love how you said like step by step, you can experiment and try things. And I think, you know, I'm still learning and I'm still figuring out what it is that I need in life. And I think it's been very interesting for me too. The further and further you get with this and the more like often you pay attention to what it is you need, it becomes more of a habit, but also you become better and better at understanding what it is you actually want to do. So sometimes I'll still catch myself, like maybe I made plans to go do something and then I realize how often people naturally ignore those cues or like those pings that we get or those intuition feelings and thoughts where we think, I don't actually really want to do that. Or I don't think that'll be good for me, but we're like, Oh no, why would I think that ignore my intuition? Let me go through with it. And so I've really, especially like the past year have been working on 
if there's something I don't want to do, I don't do it. And I say no to things. And I really have begun to notice when my intuition is telling me, like right away, if someone asks me to do something or if I like, I don't know, ram- randomly I'm going to go somewhere or something and I feel like, oh, I don't really want to do that. Instead of ignoring that feeling, I listen to it. And my life has definitely become better for that as well because, again, I'm not doing things that take energy away. Mm-hmm. It's a learning process, though. I still sometimes yeah. do things where I'm like, uh, probably shouldn't have done that or didn't really want to do that, but I learn from it and I move forward. Yeah, it really is like a daily process. And I think one of the, I think it gets easier and easier the more you, the more areas you start using it in your life. I think for me, one of the most challenging areas to use this idea is in business because we receive so Mm -hmm. much information strategy around like what you should Mm -hmm. be doing or what works or what the proven system or formula is. And it's so easy to get wrapped up in that and listen to those rules. Mm -hmm. So one of the most liberating things for me in running my business is like breaking the rules of business and just doing things that feel good to me, doing things that excite me. And it Mm -hmm. is so crazy. Like even when I ignore like the seven figure formula or whatever it is, the proven system, I receive better results than following it if it didn't feel good. Yeah, that's so true. I love that you said that because that's something I've been experiencing for myself also the past, like really the past six months. And I've really, really noticed this coming to play in my social media because I, you know, you constantly hear and you're constantly told you need to be consistent on social media. You need to be posting once a day. You need to be figuring out what times of day are best. You need to be giving consistent content like this, 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 and this. And that never felt natural for me. But I thought, oh, it's just, I'm afraid or, or Mm -hmm. I'm lazy and just don't want to work that hard. You know, I kept having all these excuses for why my intuition telling me that wasn't right for me why my intuition was wrong. So finally I started listening to myself and I started posting less and only posting when I had something I truly wanted to say. And I actually recently have been pretty quiet on social media. One reason is because of the puppy and just kind of like my (laughs) life has been rerouted a little bit, but I've just been listening to how I feel. And I'm in a moment in my life right now where I don't want to be on social media a ton. And I'm still working with clients and I'm still doing things. I'm just not on social media. And my following is growing slowly, but it's still growing. And activity on my posts is probably higher than it was when I was posting every day. And I I feel much more like myself. I feel so much more authentic when I do post. And it just feels so much better. It just feels so much better. Yeah. And it's not at all what I was told to do. <laughs> completely, completely. I I am so with you. And I think a lot of it is the result of energy and how we feel energy. And I'm sure as someone who practices Reiki, you know all about this, but like even over a screen, like I can feel I can sense your energy right now and you can sense mine and same thing goes on social media. Like people can sense when you're posting just to post Mm -hmm. or forcing out content. Yeah. And I've had the same thing. Like 
showing up in stories like all day long, crazy. And it feels like I'm treading water, nothing's happening versus like showing up in stories like a few times a week when I feel inspired, when I genuinely feel Mm -hmm. inspired. And it's like, people are like, oh my God, thank you for sharing that. That's exactly what I needed. Like things are moving, whatever, Mm -hmm. like emails happening, clients signing, like whatever, whatever it may be, the, Mm -hmm. it really feels like the energy moves forward when, when the energy is behind the work that we do versus just, yeah. And, you know, something that's coming into my mind while you're saying that is just this thing of the fact that we have to trust that things are going to align the way they need to and that the universe has our back and that we are supported by the energy in the universe surrounding us. And yes, we have to work and we have to put forth energy to get things moving, but we don't have to strain and we don't have to stress so much about it as long as we keep walking and being open to what's coming our way and putting energy, the amount of energy you want to put forth into it, the universe is going to guide us and things are going to align. Like that's what's been happening for me lately. I have pulled back a lot, but I realized I was like pushing mm-hmm. like within my business and within my life, I was like pushing and like tugging and trying to get what I thought I wanted or how I thought I wanted things to go. But when I like pulled back, it almost felt like I wasn't doing anything because I was putting so much effort forward. But now that I've pulled back for a while, I'm like, oh, I'm still doing things and I'm working and I have a lot happening and I've been speaking at events and I have clients and I have a lot of things happening within my business, but it feels good mm-hmm. and I'm busy and it it doesn't feel like such a pain in my ass, <laughs> uh, <laughs> to put it bluntly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's, it feels easier. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a dance between knowing when you are on the one end of the spectrum, which is like avoiding the actions because you're afraid and you're playing small and you're holding yourself back. Versus the other end of the spectrum Mm -hmm. where you're taking all the actions, doing all the things, Mm -hmm. but it's like from this manic, frantic place, trying to force. And when we can just start allowing, everything opens up and we are guided to the actions that we need to take. So it feels like we're doing less because we're just doing the right actions. I saw, okay, when you were talking... I was reading this morning, I was reading Super Attractor by Gabby Bernstein. Do you ever oh. read her work? Um, I have her card deck, but I've okay. never read one of her books. Okay. I want to share. So I wrote, I wrote okay. this down this morning after I read. Ooh, and it okay. says, my alignment is enough to receive. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that's literally summarizes what we've just been saying. Yeah. My alignment is enough to receive. Mm. Yeah, when I read that this morning, I was like, this is like the mantra <sighs> I've needed for the last 10 years. <laughs> like, yeah, this is it. I this is it. That. That's going on my whiteboard. <laughs> yeah. I need to write When that we're done, down. get your marker out. Yeah, yeah it's so I true. Am. In the mm. alignment, your energy is there. The answers are revealed to you. Your connection mm. to the divine to yourself is there. It is enough to receive. It's so much mm. more about allowing than pushing or doing. Mm. I love that so much. Oof. 
thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, and everybody who's listening, go write that down on your whiteboard mm. or put it on a sticky note. Yeah, make it your background on your phone. Make it your mantra that you say every morning. Wake up in the morning and say, my alignment is enough to receive. Oh, so good. And when you're feeling out of alignment through the day too, like just return back to that. You can, it's Mm -hmm. easy. It can be easy to get out of alignment, but you can always choose again. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so I want to, for just a little bit of time, move into a new little segment that I'm going to be doing on this podcast from time to time. Okay where I talk to my audience and I kind of ask if they have any questions for me or if they have any topic requests for the podcast. And whoever the guest is that week that I'm running the segment, we will just kind of explore the topic, answer the questions, share our thoughts. Mm. And a couple questions around a similar theme, similar topic came through within the last week. It was interesting right after or soon after Brittany and I scheduled to record, this question came through and I was like, she's the perfect person to discuss these topics with. So I thought I would share what somebody submitted to me and then I'll open the floor. Brittany can share some of her thoughts. I'll share some of my thoughts and we can see what unfolds from there. Sounds good. You ready? Yes. Okay. This is what was sent in to me. It says, how to balance the tension between ridding your mind of beauty comparisons while also having physique goals. Mm. And then it says, it is, is it possible to be motivated to make changes to your appearance from a place of love versus self-hatred or self-judgment? And finally, how to stay grounded in your goals amidst messaging that portrays self-love in a way that sometimes demonizes any goals of change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a lot. That's some heavy stuff and it can be some tricky stuff. Um, But I actually have the same answer for all three of those questions. And this is something that I get asked a lot too, especially people come into the DMs. They're like, how do I love myself and work out at the same time? It can be really complicated and confusing. And the messaging we get from those polar opposite sides of, you know, people who exercise constantly and people who are recovered from different things and are like, you can't exercise. There's like these polar opposite ends, so it can get really confusing. But my answer for all of those is that it matters what your intention behind the action is. So if you are coming to movement and exercise from a place of hate, from a place of wanting to change yourself, from a place of who I am and the way I look right now is bad, but if I do this exercise, eventually I'll get to a place where who I am and what I look like will be good. That, that is not a healthy place to be coming from. And in that, I would say we need to shift some perspective and we need to work on that mind-body connection because that tells me that you are disconnected from yourself. So same thing when you're eating, going to eat something because you think it's going to make you look a certain way and your intention is, I don't like how I am right now. I want to change. That again is 
not the healthiest way to be going about life. But if you're coming from this place of, I love my body and I love the way it feels when I lift that 50 pound bar and I'm able to lift above my head and I feel so strong and I just love myself and it feels really good to be able to do that. That is fabulous. And that is so great. And that exercise is coming from a place of self-love and self-value. And it's also this thing of when you recognize that how I am right now is great and I am worthy of everything and my value is the same now as how my value will be in a year from now with all the exercise. Like it's this thing of, again, intention. If your intention is that you love yourself and you care for yourself and you recognize, I love who I am right now and I recognize my value will not shift as my body shifts and you're coming from that place, that's great. And where I think people need to question themselves and maybe need a little bit of a perspective change is when they're like, oh, I feel like my value would be higher if I were exercising five times a week. Or I think my value would be higher if I built muscle or if I lost weight or this, 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 and this. If it's the same thing, if my lashes were longer, if my tan, if my skin was more tan, if I didn't have body hair, like my value would be higher. That is when our perspective needs to change. Intention. I think it's all about intention. What do you think? I agree with you so much. And I think so much of what you're saying reminds me back to what we've been saying really all throughout this conversation, like directing your attention back to you, your body, your mind-body connection Mm -hmm. versus everything outside of you, what what other people look like, what you're being told Mm -hmm. you should eat or you should do or is good for you or is going to help you, back to how you feel. And I really like what you said about having like a deeper reason or an intention for why you're doing something. So when we want to change something, like when we want to lose weight, gain weight, build muscle, grow hair longer, like clear our skin, like whatever it might be, Mm -hmm. it's, it's almost always, it's about something deeper than that. It's like something's either missing. We feel a sense of lack. We feel a sense of, um, just un- Mm-hmm. unease discomfort with ourselves we don't feel worthy and so we're look we think that by shifting or manipulating the external we're going to resolve yeah. The internal yeah but if instead you can come from an internally full place and make mm-hmm. changes from there it can actually be like the biggest devotion of self-love to show up mm-hmm. for yourself and to have a goal because you want to realize your fullest potential or because you believe in yourself so much, you know how strong you are that you want to work hard or achieve a goal, or you just want to honor and nurture yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a fine line between self-love being all about, yes, a part of self-love is compassion and acceptance, but there's a fine line between that and just having pity for yourself. There's another part of self-love that is about like taking action and believing in yourself and knowing mm-hmm. that you can shift and knowing that you have strength and power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as long as the atten- intention, like you're saying, is pure, mm-hmm. having a goal to improve, to nurture, to honor yourself, to strengthen, to reach your fullest potential can be a huge devotion of self-love. Mm-hmm. Completely. 
Do you mind if I give a personal example I'm experiencing no, I, right now? I would love it. Yeah. So literally right now in my life, I feel like this kind of relates to what we're talking about. I have two things I'm working on. One is my skin has been breaking out. Um, so I've been having lots of breakouts on my face over the past like two weeks. And then another thing is my hair has been really thin and just feels kind of frail. I don't know what's going on with it, but I want these things to change. I want clear skin and I want thick, luscious hair. I know. So here's where this could be either like positive or kind of a negative thing. So if I Actually, I'm just going to talk about the positive and how I feel in this right now. I know that my value is not lowered because my skin is breaking out right now and I have acne. I know that my value is the same when I have acne or when I don't. I also know that my value is the same when my hair is thick and luscious and when it's a little bit thin, dry, and frail. I know that my value, who I am as a person, stays the same with both of those factors. Now, I do want to change these things, and I am currently working to clear up my skin. For me, because there is something underlying causing this breakout, and I know it has something to do with a food allergy or an allergy to something I have put on my skin, and so I want to figure out what that is for my overall well-being. And so that's where the difference is. I don't think that I am unattractive or ugly because I have uh, acne or because I'm breaking out. I'm not a fearful of people seeing my face. And if you do feel that way and you have acne and you feel that way, that's okay too. I don't want you to feel shame because you have those feelings, but I do want you to know that your value is not any lower because you are struggling with skin problems. And that's kind of where that difference is. Like, yeah, I'm not just leaving my skin like this. I'm working to change it, but it's from a place of love and because I want to care for myself and I want to feel my best. Mm -hmm. But I know my value is the same within that. Yeah, so beautiful. Something that's coming up for me too while you're sharing that is actually back to what we were talking about with like thoughts versus feelings. Mm-hmm. And so, and you're so if you can bring that idea into this conversation as well, I think people can find a lot of clarity there. So for example, mm-hmm. back to the example you just used with your skin. Like why is your body it's almost like your body is communicating to you through giving you breakouts yeah. on your face that there's some kind of an imbalance. Yeah. Or if um you feel like sluggish and lethargic. It's like your body is communicating with you that it would appreciate if you went outside and moved or you went to the gym Mm -hmm. and moved. Mm -hmm. Or um, like I've had digestive issues. Like I felt bad about that. I wanted to change that. It was my body communicating to me that there was something going on. So if Mm -hmm. we can, again, listen to how we feel, listen to the symptoms that are coming up as messaging from our body Mm-hmm. versus like thoughts like, oh, I should do this or this would help me be more attractive or this would raise my worth. That can give a lot of clarity as to the intention behind why we're doing what mm. we're doing. Mm. I love that point. Yeah. Yeah, that's such yeah. a good point. And that's really where I'm coming from is because I'm so in tune with myself and so connected, I know my body is like saying something to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think all of our, all of our, like this person used the word physique goals. 
mm-hmm. if they come from a place of just listening to what would really serve you and how your body's speaking to you, um, it's always going to be from love because it's just your attempt to honor yourself more fully. So start yeah. there. If you're looking for like how are, are my goals coming from the right place? Think about, mm-hmm. are they coming from your mind or are they coming from your body or your energy system? And start yeah. there, start to shift into what's coming up in your body versus your thoughts. Yeah. And are they coming from fear or are they coming from love? Yes. That too. So mm-hmm. true. Yeah. So true. All right, cool. Well, I hope that this conversation served the listener who asked this and served everybody else who's listening as well um this Mm -hmm. is definitely this is another one of those things that is a process and is something you can remind yourself of every single day what is the intention behind this what's the deeper reason I want this and how Mm -hmm. can I choose love how can I choose my body over fear or my thoughts or what culture says or what other people look like or what other people are doing how can I come back to love yeah, definitely. And I think not being afraid to question our actions. And when you do something or when you say something or when you think something, question it. You don't have to leave it at face value. You can dive deeper into that and think, why is it that I'm doing this? Why do I think this? And what's the end result I'm looking for? And why do I want it to be that way? I think it's really important that we question ourselves and dive deeper into these things Mm -hmm. yeah it's always something deeper than it seems Mm -hmm. on the surface Mm -hmm. very true okay well this has been such an amazing conversation I'm so happy we got to do this me too yay I always end the show asking everybody one question and that is thinking about your experience or your transformation. So either like before you started your business to now or being Mm -hmm. in a place of struggling with body image, struggling with Mm -hmm. disordered eating or just being younger to where you are now. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, what is something you wish you had known or that you've learned along the way that would have made things easier for you and that maybe would make things easier for people who are listening who might be in a similar point to where you were in your point A? Mm, That's a really good question. And the first thing that pops into my mind is this thing that we hear all the time, but I think it's very rare that we actually embody and deeply understand and know what this means. And that is that what other people say and do has nothing to do with us and who we are as people. And that's one of the four agreements in the book, The Four Agreements. And that's another book that I would suggest everyone go out and read. And it's really just this thing of understanding That how other people interact with you in the world has nothing to do with you and who you are. And so don't let that affect your opinion of yourself or how you live your life. Because again, I feel like that shows us we need to be in tune with ourselves and connected with ourselves and not so much connected with what other people are saying, doing, and thinking. I think it's really, really that. I think 
that is something that has helped me so much in my healing process, in my relationship with myself and with other people, because I think that our interaction with the world around us has so much to do with our lives and our struggles. So it would be that deeply, deeply understanding and knowing that what other people say, think, and do has nothing to do with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so much more about them, their experience, what they're bringing mm-hmm. into the interaction than you at all. Yeah, we're all mirrors for each other. Mm-hmm. We're all mirrors. And if you don't know what that means, definitely read the four agreements. That's a topic for an entire yeah additional episode that could be a whole podcast episode (laughs) honestly that book is so beautiful and amazing but if you want to dive deeper into what I just said the four agreements explains it perfectly Mm -hmm. beautiful well thank you so much for that and let's just close by telling everybody where they can find you okay so again my name is Brittany Scala I'm body talk with B you can find me on Instagram. I'm usually, I know I said I haven't been very active on there, but I'm normally like a daily person posting on Instagram, at least on my stories. So you can find me there and it's body talk with B and that's B-E-E. And then my website is www.bodytalkwithb.com. And I also have my own podcast and I had an episode with Kristen, which was fabulous. And the podcast is also called body talk with B and I'm so grateful to have come on and spoke with you and I hope this conversation helps whoever it was meant to and whoever put in those questions if you need more insight into anything we talked about don't be afraid to DM me I love responding to people's DMs and messaging back and forth with people and just helping and communicating and guiding people towards a place and a space that will bring them to be their happiest selves. Beautiful. Well, I'm so honored to have you on the show. Everybody go check out Brittany for all things self-love, feeling more Mm -hmm. than we obsess over how we look Mm -hmm. and just all of her amazing energy and wisdom. Go check her out. Give her a follow. Thank you for coming on. It's been so good to be connected with you. Thank you. You're welcome. We will talk soon. Perfect. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Goddess Talk podcast. If you like these episodes, don't forget to give me a five-star rating and review on the app. Until next time, you can connect with me at goddessbrandco.com or on Instagram at I am Kristen Lynch. Sending you all so much love and I'll see you on the next episode.